Welcome to Slumpbusters. It's time for episode 50 of the Slumpbuster Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Juju Talk Sports. And on today's episode, Drew and I tell you whether you can trust your bills as they travel to Foxborough, whether you can trust Kyler Murray in December, and some week 16 streamers to help you win your league, get to the finals, bust that slump, and bring home a championship. If you want this and more, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and enjoy the episode. You know what I learned this weekend, Drew? What's that? I really hate fantasy football. Me too. Like, I really, really hate it. You don't know why I hate it? Why do you hate it? Because I entered this week. Tons of optimism, tons of joy, tons of love for the sport of football, and certainly fantasy football. I mean, hell, we host a fantasy football podcast. So I loved (laughs) fantasy football. And then Kyler Murray went against the Lions. And maybe not love fantasy football so much. Because I had Kyler Murray in multiple leagues. I was the favorite in multiple leagues. I was favored by a lot of points in said matchups. Hell, one of my matchups, somehow a team that had Robert Woods in its starting slot snuck into the playoffs and I faced them. So I was like thinking to myself, you know what? I'm going to win this week. This is a week that I'm going to win. And then Kyler Murray proceeded to have 12 points against the Detroit Lions. Man Campbell manhandled Kyler Murray. He's not only short in stature, but he comes short of my expectations. My expectations were high. You know, next year, I understand what John Alway's been saying all this time. I am going to draft Brock Osweiler purely out of spite. I'm going to draft the tallest quarterback I could find because no longer will I go by the standard of this new age short quarterback. Come on, say it with me, Drew. I mean, come on, you have to deal with Baker on a weekly basis. See, this is another reason to hate Boomer sooner. Always just out there to screw over Longhorns fans, aren't you? I see you, Kyler Murray. I'm still mad. That that one's going to stick with me all offseason. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not even going to front. Oh, yeah, it's going to stick for a while, and dude. I don't know what's up with these Oklahoma quarterbacks, man. Yeah, I, I'm short of patience. I'm, I'm short of Me patience too. now at this point. I, I got a short fuse, a short temper heading into this <laughs> podcast. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry if you're listening and you thought, oh, man, we're going to come in. We're going to have positive vibes. We're going to chill with these guys. We're going to spend an hour learning about the ins and outs of fantasy football. Yes, we'll do that. But this is catharsis by proxy here. This is me punching the air out of sheer anger. But that's why we do it, right? Because we want to feel all the human emotions. We want to feel joy. We want to feel sadness. We want to feel sorrow. We want to feel anger and everything under the sun. I I think at one point I'll hit acceptance, but it won't be for a while. It won't be till next draft season, honestly. Drew, how are you hanging in there? How about your leagues? Are you doing any better than I am? No, absolutely not. No. (laughs) Well, fuck, we're the experts. So guys, still, I, I hope know. you decide not to tune out given that. <laughs> but no, th- this is fantasy football, man. This is just one of those things where, like I said, Kyler Murray could suck against the Detroit Lions. And then you could have Tyler Huntley be a week 16 sensation. This is what fantasy football is all about. We even got to see Nick Mullins this fantasy football weekend. How are you feeling about your Browns? Are they going to sneak in? They would have won. They would have been the AFC North first place team. We still have a chance, but the problem is we got to win out. And our next opponent is a short week on a Saturday on Christmas Day against, well, the Green Bay Packers in, well, Green Bay. So you said my trigger <laughs> word there. You said short. You said short, man. And that's my trigger on this podcast. Uh, that is what's going on right now with Kyler Murray. I hope they come short of expectations this playoff season, too, just because of this. Anyway, let's. <laughs> 
Let's start breaking it down. Let's start giving these people some good advice. What do you think? Let's do this, man. Let's give them good advice. <laughs> we promise it's good advice, guys. We promise it's good advice. As far as we think it's good advice. All right. Well, <laughs> let, let's go through some matchups and everything. I, I don't think it'd be too helpful given the extended week, given what we've seen with the COVID issues, given what we're still in with the NFL, to go back and look at week 15. Because I, I feel like there's a lot of red herrings. There, there's not a lot of great evidence that's going to really be brought into the next fantasy football week. So I looked at some matchups and I looked at some possible things that could exploit and some possible conversation starters here and some quarterbacks that have some great matchups here. I want you to rate your confidence level in them. Uh, so we'll go a one to five scale here. Can't say three. Okay. You can't say three. No ducking out on this one. There's some matchups here that I want to hear your confidence meter heading into them. So the first one up, Dak Prescott. What, what's Dak going to do? What, what's Dak facing this week? Dak is going against the Washington football team. Dak Prescott is 7-1 against the Washington football team, but what will he do this week for fantasy owners? Confidence level, 1-5. Honestly, dude, I'm giving this a straight five. Like, I'm very confident in him against the depleted Washington football team defense. I mean, this defense was supposed to be something spectacular, as we all thought at the beginning of the season. But they've gone flat. They lost Chase Young. I, I think Dak can handle this pretty easily. Are we saying top five? Because there is this. Dak did finish as the quarterback 20 in week 15. Does that give any cause for concern? It does a little bit because he can turn the ball over quite a bit. But the last few weeks he's played and he's been pretty solid. He's been very good. I think he can continue that streak and continue the trend. I think he could be a top five quarterback. Some breaking news prior to the pod here. Jared Goff, as you mentioned, is dealing with a little bit of a case of the Rona right now at this time, yes, which sir. could potentially knock him out of this game. But if it doesn't, he has this matchup here against the Atlanta Falcons. Now, the Atlanta Falcons are the second most exploitable defense for fantasy football quarterbacks. And if you are a team that lost Lamar Jackson, may not have Lamar Jackson this week, maybe you're streaming Teddy Bridgewater in your 2QB league, Jared Goff against the Falcons. What about confidence meter one to five on him? Not three. <laughs> Well, I'll go under three. I'll go two for Jared Goff. I mean, I'm just not high on the Detroit Lions. I don't, I don't care how good of a game he had against Arizona. I mean, it's one of those games where, yes, he had a good game. But, again, we like we said before, like you said before, you know, it's fantasy football, man. Anything could happen. He could have poorest of all weeks this weekend. Again, with him dealing with corona, man, I think that is another disadvantage for him as well. <laughs> Now, Russ, his cooking has been off this year. There's been some right. good dishes. There's been some bad dishes. The previous two weeks, he was a top 12 quarterback. This week, he finishes quarterback 32. Now, there's 32 NFL franchises, Drew. So I don't need to tell you that's bad. But what's good is that Russell Wilson faces the Chicago Bears this week. Hey, maybe he might end up in Chicago. That was a popular rumor in the offseason, am I right? But for the time being, in week 16, in this matchup against the Chicago Bears, the third most exploitable defense for fantasy football quarterbacks, where's the trust in Russ? I'm going to have to give this a four. I mean, like you said, it's a very exploitable defense for quarterbacks. So I think he could take good advantage of it. He could finally get DK more involved. He got Tyler Locker, who's been great for him the last few weeks. Gerald Everett's getting quite a bit of targets going his way now. And he's been very, very useful. So I'm kind of liking Russ a little bit this week. What about Matthew Stafford? Matthew Stafford seems to have finally found a rhythm. He had a decent little day today. Speaking of guys who ended up burning me this week and knocking me out of the fantasy football playoffs. I hate you, Matthew Stafford. I hate you too. But will fantasy owners love Matthew Stafford this week going against the Minnesota 
Vikings. They are going to be traveling to Minnesota. So that home crowd there, Minnesota is technically seven and seven. So they are just outside of that danger zone for Matthew Stafford going against a winning team. Fun fact. He also gets a little added comfort going against a former NFC North rival. Matthew Stafford, what is the level of trust in him this week? We've seen him float in and out of the top 12 over the recent stretch of games, particularly that three game losing streak. Is this where I can go with three? I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm going to go give this guy a four. I mean, I think he can handle the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, like you said, he's played against them his whole career before going to L.A., so he knows what they're all about. He's been to Minnesota many, many times, so he knows the crowd. He knows what he's got to do, so I think having a better offensive line, a better coach, period, that he's ever had, and better receivers, I, I think he's got this. Now, this may surprise you, but the Packers actually are a top-five worst defense against fantasy football quarterbacks speaking of fantasy football quarterbacks this week the cleveland browns will be facing the green bay packers in lambo baker up for the task or is it going to be nick mullins again who's lining up under center for the cleveland browns let's answer that question first it's got to be baker mayfield i mean kevin stefanski came on i was i was making sure i was listening to the good old radio today just to see the news and hear the news and stefanski said that him and baker both should be ready to go on saturday ready for christmas day so we should have both of those guys back so the average fantasy performance for a quarterback against the green bay packers about 235 passing yards and 1.79 touchdowns baker mayfield does that sound like a stat line you could see him replicating against this green bay packers defense it's very much possible, but I don't think so because I think the Browns are one of the more conservative offenses they became um, this year. Last year, they were very, you know, slinging the ball a lot, going for it a lot. But this year, they, they kind of held it back. They kind of been more conservative, and it's obviously not working. But last year, we went from seeing Baker throw 35 passes to barely even 20 to 25 passes. So I don't think he's going to be a guy that's going to hit that 289 mark. And I, obviously, I hope this is all wrong. And I hope he does. But, you know, I don't think he's going to hit that mark. And I think we're going to see a lot of the run game. And I think, if anything, you're going to see a lot of medium play action passes and maybe a couple of deep shots here and there. But I think it should be an average day for Baker. I think I'm reading the tea leaves here. Is that a one? Is that the first one? You're not starting Baker if your life depended on it. That's the I'm, one, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is the fantasy football playoff. So no need risking if you can avoid it. I'm just saying that he is yeah. facing a good matchup and that would it's be a very good matchup. Let's talk about guys that are facing bad matchups at the quarterback position. The first one out the gate. Don't think you were starting him anyway, but in case you were, Mac Jones <laughs> is going against the Buffalo Bills. Now the Buffalo Bills are the number one defense against quarterbacks. However, keep in mind, they did lose Tredavious White three weeks ago. Keep in mind, they did have that game where Mac Jones actually threw just three passes against him. I have a feeling, even though it's a non-zero chance that Mac Jones is going to throw more than three passes in this game. I almost want to 100% guarantee that, but will it be good enough to put up a respectable fantasy day? What is your confidence level in Mac Jones? Again, man, I might have to go with a one on this. I don't have a strong feeling for Mike Jones against the Bills. I mean, the Bills are a very good defense and one of the best that he's stopping the quarterback. So he is a rookie, and I think they're going to have a solid game plan to stop him. And so for me, it's got to be a one for Mac Jones. So that means Josh Allen will be going against the New England Patriots. Josh Allen also kind of had a shitty day whenever these two teams played against each other last. In fact, Josh Allen kind of has a lot of shitty days against the New England Patriots. I remember we had this argument, this back and forth mm -hmm. earlier in the year. You were a lot higher on Josh Allen than I was, and I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> 
But the last two weeks, you have had Josh Allen number one in your rankings. Where are you on Josh Allen on this one to five scale that we put up? I'm going to put him at a two. This is a very defensive game and a very defensive matchup. So I could see this being very difficult days for both quarterbacks. And I don't think it's going to be like the game in Buffalo where there's going to be 45 mile an hour wins and neither guy can throw the football. So that, that should be a plus. <laughs> Let's play this game. Let's play this one out then. You think it's going to be a rough one for Josh Allen. Let's say you have one quarterback spot to spend. You have the one quarterback spot to spend. Can you afford to have Josh Allen tank your team or are you just going to roll that dice either way? If you have options like, let's say, potentially Tyler Huntley against the Bengals or Josh Allen, if it comes down to that, because Lamar could play too. I mean, I would take Tyler Huntley. I mean, he's got an easier matchup and so far he's been playing quite well. So I'd take a Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley over Josh Allen. What about someone like, let's say the Niners get Tennessee this week, Jimmy Garoppolo? I'd probably take Josh Allen. Where would you say Josh Allen's probably going to fit? What range, if you're saying he's a two, which I imagine that pretty much confirms he's not a top five quarterback. He almost can't be a top five quarterback if you have that little confidence. I think he cracks outside of the top 12. Just outside of the top 12. So he's closer to a quarterback two this week than a quarterback one. And if Josh Allen's the only quarterback in your roster, hopefully he exceeds expectations. But against this tough Patriots defense, I'm not particularly feeling it. Uh, Similar type matchup. What about Derek Carr going into his game against the Denver Broncos. Now, the Raiders did beat the Broncos early in this year. This was the uh, game immediately after John Gruden's firing. The Broncos have been playing tough. Vic Fangio's defense has been playing tough. And Derek Carr in December has tended to struggle in his career. Derek Carr, confidence meter? I'm probably going to go with a 2 here. Uh, I'm not too overly confident. Like you said, the Broncos defense is very solid and Derek Carr hasn't been great in the month of December. I mean, look at him this past week against Cleveland. Pretty much playing against a JV squad at this point. He still struggled a little bit. So if he can't decimate a kind of a JV type of squad out there, uh, what kind of vote of confidence am I going to have against with him going up against the Denver Broncos who have a lot better of a defense than the Cleveland Browns do? What about Carson Wentz against the Cardinals? The Cardinals are a top four defense against fantasy quarterbacks on the year, but we just saw them come off two of their worst outings of the season against both respectively the Rams and obviously against the Detroit Lions and Jared Goff. What do you think will happen when they face the Colts for Carson Wentz's purposes? I wish I can get a three here, but... We're trying to not doing it. We're giving solid fantasy advice. We are on (laughs) our convictions this week. Oh man. Actually, I'm going to be a little bit confident in Carson Wentz here. I'm going to give him the four. So he gets the nod over Josh Allen. If you're making that decision. Yeah. And the reason being is because like you said, Arizona has had a lot rough couple weeks Um, their defense, at least their defense has. And Indianapolis has one of the best offensive lines in the game. And Carson Wentz is very much well protected. And the last couple of games, Carson Wentz has balled out quite nicely. So I, I kind of like Carson Wentz a little bit here. For context sake, Jared Goff finishes quarterback eight this week in week 15 against the Arizona Cardinals. Last one up uh, against a top five defense would be Taylor Heineke. Are you starting Taylor Heineke this week? <laughs> probably not right no okay then that is what it is i'm gonna ask you just real quick on your waiver ads this <laughs> week because i actually just went over your waiver video and i just want to see your level of confidence in these guys so like i said tyler huntley we mentioned his name earlier you said you think he's already over josh allen so i assume you're very confident if lamar jackson doesn't start tyler huntley can be that guy again facing the cincinnati Bengals. what's that level of confidence in tyler huntley 
I mean, I give him a four. I'm very confident in him. I think he could ball out, and he's not only been good through the air, but he's been great with his legs. I mean, he had two passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns in his last game against Green Bay, who are a very solid defense. So, if anything, I think he can do the same, have the same outcome against Cincinnati. Drew Locke against the Raiders. Now, Drew Locke, and I said this in my waiver video, I I said he's more of a kind of like a deeper league desperation pickup because I know a lot of leagues, you know, quarterbacks can be very, very thinned out. So So, is he closer to Josh Allen or is he closer to Carson Wentz, I guess, given we've heard two. He's closer to a Josh Allen. Closer to Josh Allen. Are you starting him over Josh Allen? Is that too bold? I think that's a little bold. I mean, hey, you're going against the Patriots. We've already said that they're top defense. So I don't think it's that unfounded when you look at the Raiders. Oh, no. And the Raiders at this moment in terms of their matchup against fantasy quarterbacks, they are number 21. Drew, you know, Drew Locke had that great season now a couple of years ago, but then he just kind of tanked off last year. And okay, we'll we'll say it like this: it's probably just a matter of you would rather go down with Josh Allen than say you right. went in with Drew Locke. That's probably yeah. really what it comes down to. And if you go down with Josh Allen and Drew Locke ends up putting up more fantasy points, it will hurt, but it won't hurt as much as if Drew Locke went out there and gave you six fantasy points and Josh Allen balled out. So. That's right. the give and take with the decision, I guess. Uh, last one up was Justin Fields. He is going against the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are the number 13 defense against fantasy quarterbacks. So about a middle of the road. Uh, Justin Fields, what is the rationale? What is the confidence level in this matchup against Seattle? I'm pretty confident in him. I think I can give this a four here. I like how he's played in his last few games. I think he's done very well. And his usage of his legs definitely helps him out here. Against a very average Seattle defense, I think he can utilize his legs and get some good amount of rushes in there. Also, too, uh, he's been throwing the ball very well as well. So I like his passing game recently. And the only downside to him is just Matt Nag at this point. Justin Fields was quarterback 10 against the Minnesota Vikings on Monday night football. So no fives? We had a five. Was Dak a five? I think Dak was a five, right? I think Dak was a five, yeah. Okay, so Dak is our only five-star guy to this point. Uh, went through the quarterback position. I guess this is where we move on into running backs. So speaking on that behalf, our running back matchups for the week. So the best, most favorable running back matchup in fantasy to this point, easily going against the New York Jets. A running back against the New York Jets is like, I don't know, peanut butter and cocaine. It just goes together, right? Is that not the expression? I think you I think you nailed it. I think Talladega Knights may have given me the wrong interpretation. Either way, it is a good <laughs> fit and it works and it gets you wins. But there is the catch here. It is the Jaguars versus the Jets, which the caveat there is that you are depending on one James Robinson. Now, James Robinson, there's no more Urban Meyer in town. That was a short-lived tenure. Uh, 75 yards and a touchdown, James Robinson against the Houston Texans. Uh, he got 18 attempts which is a lot more than the four attempts that he got the previous week. James Robinson against the Jets. Confidence level. Where are we at? I'm giving him a four. I mean, I think he can definitely handle the New York Jets. I think he's, you know, a good, I think he's a good running back, but with what he's been doing as of late, it hasn't been spectacular, but like you said, he had a great uh, performance this past week. And I think he continues that against a very weak Jets defense. So I I like him here. What about core... Daryl Patterson, 
the Atlanta Falcons are facing, again, the Detroit Lions. Cordell Patterson, what is the confidence that he is going to live up to the lofty expectations he has set for himself this season? I mean, I think he's a four again. I mean, I, I like him, and he's a great dual-threat guy. I mean, not only, not only is he a running back, he's also a wide receiver, too. So, I mean, he can get you points on either side of the ball. So, I really like him here. Okay, our next one up is a twofer. Going against the third most exploitable defense, the Las Vegas Raiders, we have both Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Both have been startable fantasy assets at times this season. Give me a star rating for both of them. Again, this is where I want to go with three, but I can't. <laughs> so No middle of the road. It's nut cutting time here, which sounds like a horrible thing, but it, it, it is a way to say that it's serious now. Uh, no been, one's cutting I, your nuts, Drew. Thank God. <laughs> I'm definitely, I have to go the single man, like, ladies. He needs those. <laughs> I could definitely help you win your league. <laughs> you <know. laughs> All 2% of our female listening audience. Don't think we don't appreciate you, though. We really do. Those are the ones who are actually winning their leagues. <laughs> right? Not like us. We always say, don't be a chump. But we're the chumps this week. Either way, yeah. Javante, Melvin Gordon. I'm definitely going to two. Um, for me, it's just concerns with who's going to get the ball more and who's going to have the more bigger production so I can't really go high confidence but they're both very solid backs I just production who's going to get it who's going to have the workload who's going to be the kind of like the star man who are you most confident will be running back one this week I feel like it's going to be Melvin. I think Melvin's going to get a little bit more of the carries and a little bit more of the workload. Although I, I do think Javante in time will be a better back than Melvin. But as of right now, I, I think just because Melvin's a veteran guy and, you know, he, he's more of the go-to, I think they're going to give it to Melvin. Austin Eckler against the Houston Texans. Confidence. I mean, it's very high. I, I think this is my first five here. First five out running backs. Good. It's the Houston Texans. No need to argue it. I'm not debating it. Next yeah. up, David Montgomery against the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. I, I still give this a four. I mean, Seattle's run defense hasn't been all that spectacular. Um, it's been like, it's one of their more middle of the road uh, aspects of their defense. And that's why they're a middle of the road defense. But David Montgomery these last few weeks has been very, very productive, especially through the air. So uh, I like his production and he, he he bullies people for yards. I like David Montgomery in this situation. The 49ers have a tough one on their hands as they are heading into Tennessee on Thursday night. The early reports on Elijah Mitchell aren't promising as he had a head injury in the game against the Seahawks that knocked him out. He already had a broken finger, but it was a knee, which was the reason that he did not play against the Falcons. As I mentioned, short week. It seems the likely ball carrier, the likely workhorse in that situation is going to be Jeff Wilson Jr. 21 attempts, 110 yards, and a touchdown against the Falcons this past Sunday. He gets to go against Tennessee. Tennessee is the number one defense against fantasy running backs. Who wins? Where's the confidence on Jeff Wilson Jr. if you need to start him this week? Or should you start him? I give him a two. Um, I'm not too confident in Jeff Wilson Jr. Now, he did have a great game against the Falcons, but again, it's a very depleted Falcons defense. It's a very easy defense. To, it's a very confident defense for any kind of running back. For me, I, I'm more leaning towards a two. Uh, if this was Elijah Mitchell, I mean, this would probably be a little bit higher for me because I think uh, Elijah Mitchell is probably the better back for San Francisco right now. I, I'm not saying anything that Jeff Wilson's a bad running back, but against Atlanta, it's easy to have a good, solid 100-yard day. But 
I, I don't have too high of confidence right now for him. Jeff Wilson Jr. or Javante Williams? I would have to go Jeff Wilson just because of the production. Jeff Wilson Jr. or Antonio Gibson? Probably give this one to Jeff Wilson again, just for the fact that the Cowboys defense has been very, very good, especially against the run. So I definitely have to give this to Jeff Wilson a little bit here. Jeff Wilson Jr. or Ronald Jones, if he has to suit up against the Panthers. I go Ronald Jones. Okay, Ronald Jones sitting around running back two range, running back one range. Leonard Fournette was a running back one until he got hurt. I say he's a low in RB1, a high in RB2. The next up on the tough fantasy matchups list here is going to be Miami backfield against New Orleans Saints on Monday Night Football. The Miami backfield, of course, consisting of Miles Gaskin, maybe Malcolm Brown, maybe Selvin Ahmed, maybe Duke. Johnson Jr.? It's a very questionable backfield against a very tough run defense. Confidence meter in any Miami back against the New Orleans Saints. It's probably going to be a one. I mean, it's one of those situations where you don't even know who's going to start, who's going to play, who's going to get the ball. I mean, Duke Johnson had a very good day. He had over 100 rushing yards. Again, it's, you don't know if Gaskin's going to come back, if any of the other guys are going to play. And there's two. it's one of those situations where it's like Seattle or, you know, it's like, okay, who's going to get the ball? Who's going to get the touches? Who's going to get the carries? Who's going to be the one being productive? And there's just too many people and, you know, not enough vote of confidence for any of them at this point really at all. So especially against a kind of good kind of defense highest ranked out of the four though i mean it's probably gonna be miles gaskin when he comes back just for the fact that he's probably the main guy they go to anyway is the main guy he goes to so i definitely give it to miles gaskin but shout out to duke johnson for being the number one fantasy running back in week 15 talk about weird outcomes there duke johnson had 107 yards two touchdowns also had a 20 yard catch a fun fact about duke johnson he is the all time University of Miami rushing yards leader, both single season and for a career. Nice little homecoming for him out there playing for the Miami Dolphins. Let's talk about another tough one here. Who's ranked higher out of these guys? James Conner or the returning as of last week, Chase Edmonds? I'd probably go James Conner. I think he's going to become the go-to guy now. I mean, he's had great performances these last few weeks, especially all these one-handed catches he he keeps doing. So uh, I'm starting to like James Conner more and more here. Do you like him this week, though? Because they are going against the Indianapolis Colts, the top four rushing defense Indianapolis Colts. I would have to give him a two here. I, I like him, but I'm not overly confident because, again, he's going against a very, very good defense. And he's tend to struggle, especially watching him in Pittsburgh. He tends to struggle a little bit against good defenses. Shuba Hubbard against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Man, this is probably going to be a one or two here. I mean, it's Tampa Bay. I mean, they're just all around an insane team. Now, I get that Tampa Bay did lose 9 nothing to, to New Orleans and to Taysom Hill, but... They did lose 9 nothing, so they only allowed nine points. Chuba Hubbard also last week had eight attempts for 40 yards against Buffalo. Yeah, so, I mean, he didn't even have a great game against Buffalo, and he didn't even get that many touches either, so basically a one here. <laughs> Basically one, let's let's just round up to a one there because at that point, we mentioned it, Antonio Gibson against the Cowboys who are our top five rushing defense. Yeah, I'm not too confident. This is probably going to be a two. It's a very good defense and I'm not too high on Gibson here. Let's go through your options on the waiver wire that you mentioned. You mentioned Craig Reynolds of the Detroit Lions. 
Uh, DeAndre Swift still out. Jamal Williams still out. They are going against the Falcons this week. The Falcons, in terms of ability to beat a defense, they are the 25th ranked defense against opposing running backs. If he has to start Craig Reynolds. I'd say a four. I mean, he balled out this last game and he did very well in the game before when he had to come in for DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. So I don't mind him. Now, this is one of your strongest ones. So giving him a four, Jeff Wilson. Or Craig Reynolds. I'd probably go Craig Reynolds due to the matchup. You mentioned Ronald Jones. You already mentioned you have him over Jeff Wilson. You already mentioned he could be a low-end running back one. So we'll move on to the next one. If Joe Mixon, for any reason, has to miss, they are going against the Baltimore Ravens. Samaje Pirine, at times this season, has put up double-digit fantasy points. He's looked fine in Mixon's absence. The Baltimore Ravens themselves, in terms of their ability to stop the run, they are the 13th ranked defense against opposing running backs. Samaje, level confidence. Samaje is against the Ravens. The Ravens are very, a very solid run defensive team. This is one where I'm going to say it's middle of the road, but obviously, I again, once again, no middle of the roads here, but it's more or less kind of like a desperation pickup here. Like if you desperately need a running back, I would say two, just because of the matchup he's got. Samaje, uh, P. Ryan, or Jeff Wilson? At this point, I'd probably go Jeff Wilson over P. Ryan. Okay, and we already gave Gaskin the Miami backfield ones. We gave Hubbard one, Samaj P. Ryan, or Antonio Gibson. Yeah, I'd probably go P. Ryan. All right, P. Ryan against the Ravens over Gibson against the Cowboys. Let's move on to wide receivers. The most exploitable defense in the league this year for the wide receiver position is the Minnesota Vikings. Going against them this week, one of the most high-flying passing attacks in the league, the Los Angeles Rams. Cooper Cup, he's in your lineup regardless. That's a five out of five, no doubter. But let's talk about the other guys. I will give you a little bit of a tease here as well. OBJ, I mentioned it. He was looking a little bit better in his first two, three games with the Rams. But more or less, he's been about a wide receiver three. Confidence that he can be a wide receiver three minimum against the Minnesota Vikings. I'd say a four. I, I'm pretty confident in him. I mean, they've been utilizing him a lot. They've been going to him quite a bit. So this is one where I was most I was wrong, and I'm not afraid to admit I was wrong. So big ups to the Rams for being able to get him in there and using him and giving him good production and getting him in the end zone. So I, I, I have good confidence he could be a wide receiver three. That's probably not a good look either though, for Cleveland on that one there. No. The thing I said about with him in Cleveland is it was more or less of a scheme fit issue for him rather than, you know, it was a personality issue because nobody on the team had any problems with OBJ. Everyone loved him. We all, I mean, a lot of us loved him here in Cleveland. I, I think for more the moral reasons we got rid of him was because he was more or less of a scheme fit issue. Does the four translate to Van Jefferson as well? I can see Van Jefferson being a wide receiver three as well. So for context sake, Odell actually did struggle against the Seahawks in the sense he only got three targets, one reception for seven, for seven yards. Van Jefferson, on the other hand, had himself kind of a shitty day. It seems like Cooper Cup was the only beneficiary against the Seahawks. Cooper Cup had nine receptions, 136 yards, two touchdowns. Let's go in to the next one down, the next matchup to exploit 
The Washington football team is actually pretty bad against fantasy wide receivers as well. The Cowboys are rolling into town. Now, you already gave Dak a five out of five against this team. Are we saying the same thing for C.D. Lamb? Are we saying the same thing for Amari Cooper? I would say so. I mean, again, this is a very easy and exploitable defense. And if Dak has a great day, usually those two follow suit and have a good day as well. So I I like both C.D. and I like Amari Cooper. And I'm just going to throw it out there. What the heck flex Michael Gallup? Yeah, I mean, Michael Gallup, he's been getting good target shares. I mean, the last, I believe it was the last three games, he's been averaging close to eight targets. He's been getting the target shares. I don't see why not. Michael Gallup, five targets, three receptions, 32 yards against the Giants. If he can turn those five targets into a little bit more against a bad defense, then you're a little bit happy if you're just desperation playing someone. Next matchup, the Tennessee Titans, as good as their run defense is, They are not good at guarding fantasy wide receivers. My San Francisco 49ers get the opportunity to take a crack at him. Debo Samuel, he is by definition a wide receiver one. In practice, he's also a running back one. In theory, he should have running back and wide receiver eligibility, but Yahoo and ESPN doesn't allow us to have nice things. But... Brandon Ayuk, on the other hand, still does qualify as purely a wide receiver. I'm going to throw out the confidence level in Brandon Ayuk against these Tennessee Titans. I have high confidence. I'm going to give him a four. I like how you guys have been utilizing him in the last re- in the recent weeks. I mean, he's been very, very good. I believe he had a touchdown this past weekend, if I remember correctly. Not exactly. You're actually Not thinking exactly. of Jawan Jennings. The Niners had three rushing touchdowns okay. against the Atlanta Falcons. He only had one reception for 36 yards, only had two targets, but you would not be wrong to say that Brandon Ayuk has been more involved in the 49ers offense. It's just they didn't really need it against the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, I mean, you don't really need a lot of guys against the Atlanta Falcons, but I I think he'll be utilized quite a bit in this game here. I agree with you. I I think Brandon Ayuk, for me, he's a locked and loaded wide receiver too, particularly in the next two games uh, against both Tennessee and the Houston Texans. I have a high level of confidence myself and Brian and I used to have a strong end of the season here for his fantasy owners. Let's move on to the next week matchup down. That is going to be those bears again. We're talking about the bears again. We already said that Russell Wilson could have a good week against them. That of course would then have to translate to his wide receivers. And this is the tough one, man. Metcalf D K Metcalf finishes wide receiver 30 this week, which is an improvement considering he's been outside the top 40. He's been outside the top 50. He's been outside the top 60. He's been outside the top 70 in some of these most recent weeks. He had 12 targets today, which is a huge boom day for him, despite how bad of a day it was for Russell Wilson, who again finishes quarterback 32 this week. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, respectively, going against the Chicago Bears. Keep in mind, too, Tyler Lockett will be coming off of the COVID list as well. I mean, I'd give it a four. I mean, the four is for more or less Tyler Lockett, because if I could give it a three, DK would drop it to a three. <laughs> but <laughs> is DK a two then? So DK is more or less a two. Tyler Lockett's a four. Let's say you had to play that choice then. So you're saying Tyler Lockett's going to be ranked over DK? I think Tyra Lockett's been more of a better asset in recent weeks than DK has been. Truly for me, I, I think he's had more value. D, now, DK did get high target share this, you know, in this game, but spelled that great of an outcome. I mean, obviously, it's a Tuesday night slate, so I really didn't get to watch much of it either because <laughs> it's a very odd one. But I, I think Tyra Lockett's been more utilized in the last recent weeks than DK Metcalf has. We'll work back to that. Uh, The Detroit Lions, as I mentioned, get the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons also have an exploitable passing defense here. Amon Ross St. Brown, 
was a name that popped up this week for fantasy owners. Amon Ross St. Brown, the rookie, the brother of Equinemia St. Brown of the Green Bay Packers. Amon Ra had... 11 total targets, eight receptions, 90 yards, and a touchdown in the Lions win over Arizona. Clearly someone that Jared Goff has started to rely on. He also caught the game-winning touchdown a couple weeks ago for them to close out that game against the Minnesota Vikings. Amon Ra against these Falcons. I would say this is where I wish I can go middle of the road, but... Jesus, I'm probably going to be safe here and give him a two. I'm um, feeling wide receiver two type production. I'm kind of feeling a little bit higher. I think he might be a four for me. He can't. I think he can be, but for some reason, I feel like it's going to be one of those down weeks for him. I love the kid. The kid's a great receiver. He's a phenomenal player. I, I think he does have that four in him to get there, but. Let me try and convince you here. Okay. His last three weeks, here's the amount of targets he got. 11 against the Cardinals. 12 against the Broncos, 12 against the Vikings. So that does give me a little bit more confidence in him that knowing that he is getting the majority of the targets. And Amon Ross St. Brown or DK Metcalf? Honestly, this is going to be shocking. I'm probably going to go with Amon Ross St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown or Brandon Ayuk? I go Brandon Ayuk. Amon Ross St. Brown or the combination of Van Jefferson slash Odell Beckham? Honestly, I would go with St. Brown. Odell, about five targets. Ben Jefferson, close to five targets. Amon Ross St. Brown. Enjoy saying the name at this point, just saying it so often. Amon Ross St. Brown. It's kind of just a dope name, to be honest. Yeah, uh, I don't want to say it's a dope name. <laughs> 11 targets, 12 targets, 12 targets. He's gained over double-digit targets. That's like you almost you just can't even argue with the stat. If he's gained that, then bare minimum, his bare baseline was 12 targets for 73 yards. You can live with it. You can live with no, it if yeah. that is the low in your lineup. Obviously, you would love the touchdown. <laughs> touchdown could make or break any fantasy week. Let's talk about some wide receivers that have some tough matchups. Let's talk about the fact that the Bills get a face, the Patriots once more, because that's going to make it a very <laughs> difficult day for someone named Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs, what's the level of confidence in him going in to Foxborough? Honestly, I I probably give him a two here just because he's probably going to get beat up by one of the better corners. And it's a very, very difficult matchup. I, I mean, I don't have high hopes for the offensive line for Buffalo. I don't think they've been too spectacular. So if Josh Allen is quarterback 13 in your mind, you said he'd finish outside the top 12. What's right. that mean for Stefan Dix? I, I think he's close to that same range. And the tough thing here is obviously you want to start Stefan Diggs as a wide receiver one, but I think this is just the best you can do. And this is comes down to the argument, do I bench him? Hope for the best, but expect the worst temper expectations here. Though we just floated this idea, Amon Ross St. Brown or Stefan Diggs. I, I'd go with Amon Ross St. Brown. There we have it. I think I convinced you just now that Amon Ross St. <laughs> Brown is a wide receiver one. Call me hype man of the year for the Amon Ross St. Brown fan club. Now watch me bust, but that should be fun. Either way, Chargers. The Chargers get the Houston Texans. The Chargers are a top two defense against fantasy wide receivers. Brandon Cooks has been one of the best fantasy wide receivers this year. What should his fantasy owners expect from him? I think he could have a solid day, but this is going to be a two for me. I don't think it's going to be that solid of a day. Brandon Cooks or Stefan Diggs? Oh, jeez. I'd probably go Brandon Cooks because he's probably the only good option that even got so if anything he's just he's gonna get screen passes he's gonna get anything he can just to make something happen let's go down the list the next one down is going to be of course the patriots wide receivers 
against the Bills. The counter to that, Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, what is the confidence level? Because uh, tempering the expectations relative to these guys that they mm-hmm. can at least return wide receiver three at their respective positions. It's not too high confidence because neither of the three have been spectacular. I mean, Kendrick Bourne has, he's been average, you know, Jacoby Myers has been all right. Nelson Aguilar hasn't been spectacular. So it's not too high of a confidence, especially going up against a tough Buffalo defense, but Eventually, I'm sure one of them will turn out to be a wide receiver three, I'm sure. The Eagles have a tough defense against fantasy wide receivers. The Giants face them this week. Any reason to start a Giants wide receiver? I don't think so. Confidence level in the group is, say it with me, because I think we're on the same page here. A one. One. The Denver Broncos will be going against the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are a top five defense against the wide receiver position which is kind of crazy because fantasy quarterbacks carve them up, but fantasy wide receivers don't. I don't know how you explain that math, but either way, wide receivers, for whatever reason, don't seem to have the same level of success against them. But the Broncos don't really have wide receivers you're using either. Cortland Sutton, meh. Jerry Judy, meh. Tim Patrick, meh. Uh, Collective confidence in this group? A one. Okay, let's talk about your waiver pickups. MVS, the Packers against your Cleveland Browns, assuming good health? I'd probably give him a solid four. I, I think the Browns are going to heavily focus on Devontae Adams, which would leave a lot of room for a guy like MBS to have a monster day or at least a good day. You know, and he's had good days the last couple of weeks. So, I mean, he's posted great numbers. So, I, I, I can see him having a good num- uh, good week here. Call it a self-hating Browns fan right there, folks. That's what you just heard on this podcast. <laughs> Gabriel Davis. Against the New England Patriots. We've already said Stefan Diggs is going to have a bad day or a down day at least. Gabriel Davis. I, I think he could pick up the slack over Stefan Diggs. You know, I, I think Stefan Diggs is going to get heavily deed up. And I think he can have a couple good, I, he had a couple good weeks these past couple weeks. So, and he's taken over Emmanuel Sanders at this point as a, the wide receiver two of the squad. So I, I think he could have a solid day. I'd probably give him a vote of a four. Not all fours are created equal. Laquan Treadwell, Jaguars, going against the New York Jets. Again, Laquan Treadwell has been a guy who's getting um, the majority of the targets down there in Jacksonville, and he's pretty much become their number one receiver down there at this point. Uh, I'm liking Laquan Treadwell against the New York Jets team. I, I think Trevor Lawrence can give him a solid day there. I, I'd, put, I'd put Laquan Treadwell at four as well. Laquan or Gabriel Davis? I'd probably go Laquan just a little bit more because of the matchup. Laquan or a Giants wide receiver? Laquan. Laquan or a Broncos wide receiver? Laquan. Laquan or a Patriots wide receiver? Laquan. So Laquan Treadwell is treading towards a wide receiver two based on that match. About a wide receiver, yeah. Let's take a look at tight ends and just see if there's anything we can mine from the worst defenses against fantasy tight ends. The Los Angeles Chargers are the worst defense in the NFL against fantasy tight ends. Who is the Houston Texans tight end, Drew? Off the top of my brain, I couldn't even fathom who it is. Okay. The Philadelphia Eagles are the second worst (laughs) defense against fantasy tight ends. Does that mean Evan Ingram, dart throw, 
tight end one confidence i mean i say a four i mean no i, I have a good vote of confidence for evan ingram I, I think he could be solid if you're dying at tight end if you're losing out on darren waller or whoever it may be try out evan, evan ingram going against the eagles maybe he falls in the end zone better than nothing better than most of the tight ends you can pick up on the waiver wire this week so might as well try exactly. it out let's talk about dst's Let's talk about some defensive options here. (laughs) Here's a fun one. Would you rather have the Jets against the Jaguars or the Jaguars against the Jets? Honestly, I'd probably take the Jets over the Jags. The Jets over the Jags. Survey says that the Jags are the best team to have a DST against. I know you mentioned in your waiver wire pickups here, the Chargers against the Houston Texans. That is a good matchup there that I do highly recommend as well. How about this one? The Falcons are the third best team to own a DST against. Streaming the Detroit Lions. I don't see why not. I'd like it. I mean, I could see why not because they're the Detroit Lions. I mean, it's fair. Confidence here. If you had to just throw out a streamer, you lost out on the Chargers. Lions against the Falcons. Where's the confidence here? At this point, I'd say a four. I don't mind it. Can they get to the corpse of Matt Ryan? He looks worse every week, man. I I honestly, again, catharsis here. I felt so bad for Matt Ryan watching the Niners in that game. I almost wanted to tell my own guys, like, stop, you're killing him. You're killing him, guys. He's already dead. Leave him alone. Well, and see, that's what I mean. Like, I think Matt Ryan will make them look good. Poor guy, like legitimate. What about even the Seahawks against the Bears? I think that's a good one. I think that's a good one as well. Seahawks against the Bears or Detroit against the Falcons? Seahawks. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, I think that we gave people some sound fantasy advice. There is almost a 100% guarantee, 110% guarantee, 120% guarantee. A lot of guarantees here, folks, <laughs> that this will not backfire. Maybe. This is audio only, so you don't know if I'm crossing my fingers. Hopefully, you're at least enjoying yourself. Hopefully, you had some fun laughing at our pain. Laugh at my pain. Kevin Hart, one of the best stand-up specials of all time. Hopefully, you are subscribed. Hopefully, you're liking this video. Hopefully, you guys are going to have a very Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays from Juju Talk Sports, from Drew Hangaba. We want to wish you and your family the best this holiday season. Go easy on my boy, Drew, this holiday season. And from the Slump Buster Media crew, we will see you next time.